0: I'm starting to sense a new theme with Baylor basketball. This is Locked on Baylor. You are Locked on Baylor, your daily podcast on the Baylor Bears, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Locked on Baylor brought to you by FanDuel. And thank you for making it your first listen today and every day. A nail biter at the Foster Pavilion last night. Top 15 matchup between Baylor and a very, very good Kansas State team. I'm your host, Cam Stewart. Before we get to that full breakdown, I do need to address something from the show yesterday. Uh, I never claimed to be very bright, but this was stupid. I mentioned I threw to three sound bites. And one in each segment, none of which you heard unless you actually listened to the press conference because I, the dummy, forgot to put them in there. And without getting too much into the jargon, I basically had two files. One was raw before putting the sound in there. One, I had put the sound in, and I put the wrong file into YouTube and onto uh, the podcast RSS feed. So I apologize for that. Um, it was a little concerning that only one person pointed that out, um, but thank you for that. Um, it's just, it was a lazy thing and you guys deserve better than that. I truly appreciate you guys listening every day and I I'm really mad at myself for doing that. So, I apologize. That's not going to happen in the future. Um so, just wanted to clear the air with that. But because I do feel bad. That was stupid and you guys <laughs> didn't deserve you deserve better for listening to the show every day. So, I will I will be better in the future. Looking at this Baylor Kansas State matchup from last night, it ends up with a 58-55 Kansas State victory. Um, and it, it was one that the Bears had in in the first half. Like they they had a comfortable lead. I think it was 13 at one point, at 35-22, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and you knew Kansas State was going to make a run, but the way Baylor played down the stretch was just was just not good. Um, really not good. Now I'll say this on, on the positive side or a silver lining anyway. That Kansas State defense, especially what you saw in the second half. You're not going to see anything better than that in the Big 12, maybe in the country. That was smothering, suffocating. They were contesting everything. Their hands were in every passing lane. Uh, They play up in your shirt, really intense defense. You could see it frustrating Baylor. They've they've been doing that to everyone all season long. They're now 19 and one. Um, But third loss in the last four games for Baylor after going into the top five, they're in danger of dropping into the 20s. Um, if they don't win this weekend, um, and you just really, it starts and ends with the execution down the stretch. I mentioned in the cold open, there's a theme that is unifying Baylor men's and women's basketball, and it's not a good one. It's not finishing games. In fact, really, really, really struggling to put any kind of offense on the board in tight games and at the end of games. I mean, all, all you need to do is look at the stat cast for this game. I don't even need to go on the box score yet. I will, but right right under uh, Baylor's logo, they'll give you current trends when things are happening in the game, when teams are going on runs, things like that. I'm just going to read this off list, like just trend by trend, because they usually have a one up there. They have five up there, okay? Kansas State wins by three. They end the game on a 6 nothing run over four minutes. So, Baylor defense was not the problem in this one. In fact, they won the turnover battle, but they allowed Kansas State to go on a six nothing run over four minutes. They go zero of their last seven, one of their last nine, three turnovers in the last four thirty four, and did not score in the last four thirty four of the basketball game. It just it just can't happen. I've been saying this with the men's team with their one field goal the last eight minutes in Austin, turn around, and your very good Baylor women's team does not score for the last four and a half minutes of a game. And I think this is more indicative of what Nikki Collin was talking about after the Kansas loss in that they're, they are a finesse team. You know, I talk about with the men's team that this is the stuff we saw last year. I thought the versatility was better, blah, blah, blah. The way this women's team just finished a game looks a lot like the way your men's team did last year because they're finesse that you don't just bank on them getting to the free throw line. Like at 434 to end the game without scoring, I need somebody to step up, put their head down, get to the basket, and get to the free throw line. I need that. And they did not give that to you. And there was there is some some issues right now with this team this these kinds of things that happen in in the middle of the season that we're going to get to in the next segment but 434 to end the game without even scoring let alone not not just no field goals not scoring i mean d- did you look at that game last night and said Kansas state is just closing this team out man how do you keep up no They only scored six points in the last four and a half minutes. So think about that. If I tell you with four and a half minutes left, Baylor's got a three-point lead, and I say, Kansas is only going to score six more points. Kansas State's only going to score six more points. You'd say, sign me the heck up. Baylor's going to win this game. Bang. Top five win. Just what they needed. Instead, they just go completely over and it was not the offense that we're used to um, from this Baylor team. And they they were able to run in the first half, which is absolutely their MO. Um, they were not able to do that in the second half. So definitely credit to Kansas state on that defensive end, but Nikki Colin talks about two feet in the paint and they didn't have half a foot in the paint in that fourth quarter, man. I mean, everything was outside, um, they They just they they couldn't get any kind of looks inside, and that's what this team needs they're They're a decent shooting team, but they need to get to the hole. And Kansas State didn't make it easy for them. But like I say, with the men's team, if you're going to be the upper echelon, if you're going to run this conference, which is slipping out of their hands if it hasn't already, um, then you have to rise above that. You have to be better than that. and they're slipping, you know. We thought after that Texas win in late December that that they were gonna maybe not necessarily run away with this thing, but they just beat UT, and uh, UT had some 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 guys hurt. Rory Harmon out for the season, and you're like, here it is, it's Baylor's for the taking. And right now, they 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 have let it slip away that that bad loss to Kansas. Um, A tight one to Iowa State, who is still playing good basketball right now. And Kansas State looks head and shoulders above everyone else in the conference. Because now when you look up those Big 12 standings, they only show the top five teams. And Baylor's not in it. Not in it, man. Um, Kansas State, comfy at the top at this point. Oh, I just lost it. Where is it? There it is. Um, Kansas State at the top at eight and0 oh in the conference man this team is really good. Iowa State right behind him six and one OU five and one Texas five and two West Virginia five and two and now Baylor at four and three it's it's slipping away I don't know if Kansas State's lo- if they're playing like they were uh tonight and how they have been the, this this big 12 season they're not losing three games I'm telling you they ain't losing three games in this conference. So, work to do, man, and, and part of it isn't isn't even a scheme thing it's It's a mental thing, at least that's what I'm seeing. We're gonna talk about that coming up after this word from our first sponsor of today's program. and that sponsor is Jace Medical. Look, I know you guys come here for an escape. We're talking sports i'm I'm keeping it light, even though I can get ranty. I'm keeping it light guys. It's not life or death, but some things are. And according to the FDA, pharmacies are running out of antibiotics like amoxicillin right in the middle of the worst flu season in over a decade. I just, I can't imagine a more helpless feeling than one of my loved ones getting sick while a supply chain issue kept them from that life-saving medication they need. Thankfully, we're going to be okay because of Jace Medical. The Jace case is a pack of five different antibiotics to treat a long list of bacterial illnesses, including UTIs, respiratory infections, sinusitis, skin infections, among others. This stuff could happen to any one of us. Visit jacemedical.com and complete your physician encounter. It's going to be reviewed by a board certified physician and your medications are going to be dispensed by a licensed pharmacy at a fraction of of the regular cost. So big benefit to you. It's never been more important to be prepared than today. I'm an Eagle Scout, so be prepared. It's in my blood. Go to jacemedical.com and use the offer code LOCKEDON to get $20 off your first order. That's jacemedical.com, J-A-S-E, and use the offer code LOCKEDON, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, to get $20 off your first order. And you know, I, I always go through the numbers here, and and I will in a minute. But honestly, there was something I was picking up on during that game that was just beyond the numbers. And if you're seeing it on YouTube, you'll know. I, I think there's a confidence issue right now. I, I really do. Um, I, and let's start by saying this: this is a good basketball team. It still is, but it, it's not like the days of yore when you were winning the Big Twelve every. Very tempted. Like they don't they don't know what it takes in those big games. And yeah, they got some great experience last year. Some of these girls who didn't expect to have that much experience, but they don't have that that just cutting edge killer instinct yet. They don't. And the play that really stuck out to me um towards the well, well, I guess there's two towards the end of that game, right? But the one that stuck out to me is just under a minute left. Baylor is down three. And again, they haven't scored at this point in almost four minutes. And they just, they kept going for threes. And part of that is Kansas State's defense. But I'm sitting there, I'm yelling, just get a good look, man. Just get, get to the hole. And they found Dariana Little Page Bugs. And she's kind of, she's got someone kind of on her. They're helping over. um, But she's driving on the baseline. Hey guys, Cam here. Um, thankfully I noticed this before hitting publish in this episode, but, uh, my streaming software cut out for some reason that I have no idea why while I was describing this play. And with the disclaimer that I gave at the beginning about not putting in the sound bites yesterday, I thought it would have been very stupid, um, to let that go again. In fact, I was checking the whole episode. So the play I'm trying to describe is with about a minute left, Dariana little page bugs is driving on the baseline to the basket. She's getting a help defender coming to her, but she's got a step and she just doesn't even look at the rim. Doesn't even look at the basket. Uh, just is thinking past the whole time pa- passes to Dre Edwards, who is open by the way for three. So there's something to that, but ah, oh, just get to the hole there. You can score there. Dariana, you know, didn't even have a thought for it. Just thought past the whole way. And and I think that's, that's something that this Baylor team has got to work on. Um, and I will say this while I have the option. Now that I'm reshooting, I'm going to describe the Jada Walker play in a minute, but just know, um, they are going to get better at this. I probably should have said this in the episode. They're going to get better at this. I promise, but they're in a confidence rut right now. And I'm going to go to the next play. I'm a, I'm a huge Darion Little Page Bugs fan. Um, this was not her night, really not her night. Uh, just two rebounds, no points, 0 of 3 from the floor. Um, I, I just think there was a confidence issue there. There clearly is with Sarah Andrews. Uh, she is still one of the best players in the country, but she's hit a bit of a snag here shooting the ball. Um, and it was there again tonight uh, 2 of 8 from the floor, 0 of 4 from 3. Um, she was still being aggressive. Um, in fact, towards the end of that game, Uh, It must've been with over five minutes left. Uh, She got a steal and went to the hole, went hard, knew the shot was going to get blocked, but drew a foul. Um, I, I, I liked that. And I, in fact, I thought both her and Jada Walker were really aggressive at the beginning of the game. So it looked like Sarah Andrews was trying to get out of that funk. And Nikki Collin was telling her to, you know, be more aggressive. You are one of the best players in the nation. and, It started to dissipate as the game went on. And of course, that has something to do with Kansas State's defense as well. The other play that just blew my mind, and I know it blew your mind too, Baylor calls a timeout with what? uh, 15, somewhere between 11 and 15 seconds left. And at the second time of asking, so I think either 11 or nine seconds left, 11, I guess, would make more sense. Yes, because... Kansas State had a foul to give. They had just fouled. Um, so Baylor got another inbound. And they gave it to Jada Walker, who just threw it up at the basket from, like, like 30 feet. <laughs> like, didn't even, didn't even look at the Just threw it up. Like, there was .5 seconds left or something. What the heck was that, man? What was that? A... You got to know how much time is left. I don't know how many stoppages you need to find out how much time is left. If she sees 11 and thinks it's one, that's not good. Like you are That's your point guard out there. Everyone on the floor and on the bench needs to know the time. It's plastered everywhere. You just had a timeout, but especially your point guard needs to know that. So that's one school of thought is that she thought there was one second left. The other would be, and this is more reasonable that they just fouled. I I, I don't know who got the ball in that first inbound. So I apologize. Um, They had just fouled Kansas state had just fouled Baylor on that last inbound. And so I'm guessing she thought they were going to foul again and wanted three shots out of it. That's more reasonable, but it's not smart. It's not smart. You don't know hundred percent that they're going to foul. And You have time to get a good look. And with 11 seconds left, if they foul and you cut it to one, so what? You foul them and get the ball back. It just, it was at best a risky play, at worst just a really dumb one. I I, I don't know. I I don't think that's what Nikki Collin drew up in the timeout. But it, it just screamed to me of someone trying to make a play. Because they didn't know if their teammates could or, or, or if or if they could get a better look. I mean, obviously it could have got a better look than that. You know what I mean? Like just the end of this game and the end of that Iowa State game, too, just head scratching stuff. I mean, literally, I'm scratch scratching my head uh, about what Baylor's doing at the end of these games, man. The next practice needs to be all one minute drill. It all needs to be end-of-game scenarios. You know, we say it with a team that can't shoot free throws. All they need to do with the next practice is shoot free throws. That's what this needs to be on the focus this week because I don't know what that was at the end of the game, especially that Jada Walker shot. She doesn't have a great night either. Two points of one of seven shooting, zero of two from three as well. And, and, and no one really starred, I don't think, uh, for Baylor tonight. Although Bella Fauntleroy really gave them a, a lift in that third quarter when when they needed it she had a couple of big shots uh you got good minutes from Yaya Felder again um who by the way i i, I have been really impressed by this year i haven't t- talked about yaya felder a lot but they mentioned on the broadcast last night she was averaging over 20 field goals a game at ohio last year and she has really played her role well i think it took some time to to get used to it but she has absolutely played her role well you know um 6 points 3 assists in in just a in just a couple of minutes. I can't see how many minutes she played, but it's under 20. Um and Janna van Geitenbeek hit some big shots for them. But you know, a, a good three-point shooting team going twenty-one percent, four of nineteen uh from three. They only shot nine of seventeen from the line, but then again Kansas State only shot ten of seventeen, out rebounded. Um out second chance points by one year bench outscored them points in the paint. Baylor actually wins the hat, which is bizarre. So it's, it's, it's not a lot of like, Oh boy, look at this stat. You know, they're, they got killed here. They played pretty well. Most of the game and they hung with a very good team, but it's this decision-making at the end of the game. And specifically that last, that last media, the last four and a half minutes of the game. Um, um, was just not good enough. And Baylor, oh boy, they led for 31 and a half minutes of this game and didn't win it. I know that's a top five team on the other side, but those feel like the games you got to win, man. Ugh. That's tough. But, um, there's no good landing spots in this conference either. We say it with the men all the time. Uh, that's, that's probably the best team you're going to play in this conference. But, I think they get Texas again. So it's not like that's a slouch. That's a top 10 team. You know, uh, Iowa State's a top 25 team. I don't know if they have them on the schedule again. I don't know this now because of the new Big 12 schedule. So I got to get better at that. But just that execution at the end of the game was just, it was not their identity at all. And they only scored 16 points in the second half, eight in the third, eight in the fourth. A real slugfest. In fact, both the third and fourth quarter scores were the same, 14 to eight for Kansas state. They didn't. And again, defensively, you play well. They didn't get more than 15 points in a quarter. That's good. That's going to win you a lot of games, but you've got to adjust offensively. You can't have 16 points in the whole second half and expect to win, let alone against a, a a top five team. So back to the drawing board for the lady bears. They play again on Saturday. Football was in the news yesterday. And I'm not going to lie to you guys. I I got a kick out of it. It was kind of funny. I'll tell you what I mean. After this. First, I got to tell you about FanDuel. America's number one sportsbook. We are on to the conference championship games. Sorry to my Texans fans out there. Both Texas teams out of the NFL playoffs. But great matchups this weekend. Great matchups. A lot of Big 12 in there. Uh, so it's it's the time to get in there and and, and do some betting on FanDuel. They're going to help you out. Right now, new customers get 150 bucks and bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $150 in bonus bets, win or lose. The app is so easy to use. There's so many different ways to bet. I mean, you can do the live same game parlays. You can see the parlay hub to get some ideas on what other people are doing, Uh, player props, spreads, over-unders, anytime touchdowns, all of that great stuff available on FanDuel. So visit fanduel.com slash locked on and make that first bet a layup. Score more than than both Bears teams did in the last five minutes of their recent games by going to FanDuel.com slash locked on. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL and America's number one sportsbook. Speaking of NFL, with that FanDuel read, a guy that a lot of scouts thought was going to be a high NFL draft pick going into last season, Was the Syracuse guy who transferred to Texas Tech for the 2023 season, linebacker Steve Linton? Well, he only played seven games for the Red Raiders last year. I think there was some, he was banged up a little bit. Went into the transfer portal and he has announced his next stop. I'll give you a hint. It's within the Big 12 Conference, it's within the Butt Bowl rivalry. And I'm talking about it here on Locked On Baylor. Yes, he has committed to the Baylor Bears, a linebacker who is a Pass rusher. That's what he was known for. That's what got the scouts salivating. Well, he didn't have like a glittering season with Texas Tech. Again, he battled some injuries and only played seven games. And you look at the numbers three sacks and two forced fumbles in seven games. That's not bad. Well, what if I told you that in six of those games, six of those seven, he had no sacks and no forced fumbles? Because I look at the game log and I see. Uh, October 7th at Baylor, a 25-point Texas Tech victory. And in that game, Steve Linton had three sacks and two forced fumbles. And for the season, had three sacks and two forced fumbles. The only productive game he had last year was against Baylor. The only one against the worst offensive line in the Big 12 Conference. Uh Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Please, Lord, tell me. The Baylor coaching staff watched him on film more than just that game film. Please, please tell me that. Like, this this program, they don't need joke writers, man. It's writing itself. He has one good game, and you sign him up. I hope, I hope he has more than one good game next year because Baylor has needed a pass rush bad the last two seasons. Real bad. And... You know, if you look at his first couple of years and what the scouts were saying about him, you're like, yes, perfect. This is great. But then you look at the game log. He only did it against Baylor last year. The only real, like, tangible statistical impact he had on games. Now, I know it's not all told in the stats. I know that. But, A, Tech fans are not really sad to see him go. Uh, let's look at the positive side of this. I'm going to read an excerpt from you, for you from uh, on three Matt Zenitz wrote this. He's a recruiting expert and he wrote this article in last May after spring football about um, this new tech linebacker who really impressed in spring football. And I'm just going to read some of the highlights for you. So again, he played four years at Syracuse before that, and the numbers got better um, as, as the year went on or as his years went on. And here's what they were talking about. The coaches were talking about this one play in, um, in one on one reps. And so they're talking about Linton. He slipped as he tried to work around one of tech's offensive tackles and it led to Linton just falling on his back. Okay. In that situation, most people would then go through the standard process of rolling over, using their hands to get back up on their feet, but not Linton. With, within a second of falling, Linton uh, at 235 pounds and in full pads went from being, oh, an ad popped up. Hold on. Went from being flat on his back to propelling himself into the air and onto his feet. It was a ninja like maneuver. That's Zenit. It's not me. A ninja like maneuver, like something straight out of a martial arts movie sequence. Quote, he did that and I was like, holy hell, Red Raiders second year head coach Joey McGuire said. Mmm. Bang. In fact, another staffer um, from Texas Tech, their director of player personnel, James Blanchard, said, I would not be shocked if they call Steve Linton's name in the first round next year. Well, that ain't happening, but it could happen the year after. So if you want to look at the positive side of things, there's clearly potential there. There is talent there. Golly, it's so funny to just see that one big game was against Baylor. Steve Linton, I need you to go back to your vintage self. We need you to live into that potential, have those ninja-like maneuvers, because Baylor really needs a pass rush. Look, I've been saying this time and time again to some fans who expect the world out of this transfer portal. They're not bringing in the best players in the country. I think they've done well so far. considering a 3-9 and team with a coach who's on the hot seat, I think they've done well, especially with Daquan Finn at quarterback. And Ashton Hawkins, a playmaker at Texas State at wide receiver. This guy had a lot of potential. He still does. He has played a lot of football. And, you know, some people who are getting paid to evaluate talent think he's going to the NFL. So, that's what I'm going to go with for now. What do you think about Steve Linton and about the transfer class coming in so far? Let me know down in the comments below. Be sure to like, subscribe, leave a comment. What's going on with this Lady Bears team? Can they get it back together and win this conference? Let me know what you think. We'll be back tomorrow. We're going to have more of a men's basketball breakdown. We'll get a special guest coming on and a certified ball knower. If you don't know who he is, you will know soon after this because he is going to talk ball like it's his job. Okay, and he knows it better than most people living. We'll have that tomorrow. Thank you for making it your first listen today and every day. I so appreciate you guys. This is Locked on Baylor.